0: Good afternoon, happy Monday. Thanks for kicking off your week with us here on the BetUS NBA show. Alongside Chris Farley and Alex Christensen, I'm Kate Constable. We've had a weekend full of NCAA March Madness Tournament games, so let's forget about that for a second and talk all NBA today because the NBA is still going on despite some big college basketball stuff. But Chris start with you weekend across the NBA in terms of betting I hope it was better than uh your last Friday on the show
1: oh man yeah thanks for bringing that up Kate uh that was that was a rough day Friday rough rough way to end the week uh how did we do we did uh had a real good day Saturday even even performance on Sunday so um all around a pretty good weekend I really really needed my Saturday to be good after what happened Friday, so, you know, in general, I think there's been a little too much red on the spreadsheet, which is code for this team for losses, uh, on my behalf, so I would like to change that up, especially as there's this guy to my, let's see if I can point the right way, there he is, he's chasing, he's, he's getting real close to my record, so, um, I don't want to let that happen, you know, I can't, how am I supposed, can I just say this, and I know I haven't talked about my record at all, I think I've been very humble about it, but, (laughs) I'm not. Listen, I've been in the lead all damn year. You think I'm just going to give this up, Alex? I don't think so. I'm not worried.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Alex, was your weekend decent?
0: Looking to carry some momentum into the new week?
2: I mean, Saturday was real good. Sunday was real bad. Um, I think I was 4-1 and one on Saturday. I think got the reverse sweep last night, 0-4. Oh it was... Um, A lot of just bad things going on. Had some first quarter overs, um, where I think all four teams that I bet the first quarter overs for shot a combined 40% from the field, which was not part of the plan. And still, honestly, almost got close on some of that stuff. Um, Continue to bet the Knicks, even though they kind of schnooker me from time to time. And again, yesterday seemed like a great spot for the Knicks, and the Jazz just kind of did their thing. So, you know, let's uh, try to move forward. Today will be a better day.
0: Moving forward. I wore green today. Get some more green on the spreadsheet you know, manifesting all these things. I know the color's off. It's actually a very vibrant green in person, but it is looks it? a little bit more like a teal, I guess, on the show.
1: So. I thought I was just colorblind, like like half of males are. So.
0: Yeah, so you could be. Alex is also wearing purple right now, so. Is
1: true? Lot of, lot of colorblindness in men, but let's. Uh, I'll I'll get off on a tangent about that. You guys don't want that. Let's let's move on.
0: Okay, so we'll check out our overall record to start things off. And as we do, head over to Twitter, give us all a follow. Uh, Chris is at Farley FarleyBets. Alex is at underscore noops. And I am at Kate Constable. Alex, the noops, is um, gaining some traction on Chris here in terms of um, winning percentage. I still um, have the most wins out of everyone on the show. Just want to point that out. Um, also have the most losses. Yikes. Not good. Maybe I shouldn't point that out. But uh, we'll add some more wins today for our overall team record which is still looking pretty good. We'll start that off today talking about the Blazers and the Pistons. The Pistons are 9 point favorites. I'm just going to say that again, the Detroit Pistons are favorites tonight by 9 points. Total here is 225 and a half. Yikes. Alex, the Pistons have only been favored 3 other times this season. This is just the 4th all season long, but a big spread here tonight. Can they cover this against the uh, very bad Portland Trailblazers?
2: This is something, actually, a game I played with my co-host to Brown Bag Betts earlier this morning. He tried to guess who the Pistons could be playing, God forbid, there. I think they were only seven-point favorites earlier this yeah. morning. They've taken some money. They're out tonight, and it was good. He nailed it on the first guess. He was between Oklahoma City and Portland. He guessed correctly, and what's left of the Portland Trailblazers are here. A three and four for them, uh, just a really tough spot here on the road. Now, th- the Pistons are missing Jeremy Grant. I'd rather Jeremy Grant be on the floor, but I don't necessarily know if he, he makes such a big difference for me not to attack on a line that you know I have pretty much just basically at double digits here I have it a little over 10 um, you know again it was happy to play this morning at seven still don't mind it here at nine but yeah three and four back to back for a Portland team that's just crawling to the end of the season we've got 12 games and these guys are just trying to survive so Pistons by a lot
0: Josh Hart is out for Portland tonight he's one of their only players that's really been consistent in Scoring for them, I guess, over these last couple weeks with everyone out. But he is not playing tonight. And the Pistons have been covering very well lately. 12-0-2 ATS in their last 14 games. But, Chris, you're going to take a little bit of a different angle than Alex on this one. But still, Pistons uh, to cover tonight. What's that?
1: Yeah, I was happy to change it up so that Alex and I have separate bets here. Uh, Yeah, the the Pistons have now covered in 10 straight. I think it might be more than that. But I have a data sheet in front of me of the last 10. Halftime covers and the Pistons are 10 and 0 in their last uh, 10 halftime ATS performances. So, pretty darn good for the Pistons. I think this is a team, too, that we can kind of play on to the end of the season. You know, when you get to this point of the season and you know you're not going to do anything in the postseason, coaches and teams have a decision to make, right? And front management does, too. Do you just mail it in or do you try to develop the young players on the team and do some things? There's a, there is some good talent on the Pistons, even without Jeremy Grant. Cunningham has been a little banged up too. Sadiq Bay dropped what 50 points the other night or 60 mm-hmm. points against the Magic uh, yeah. I think that's against the Magic um, But either way, yeah, you know They they do have some talent on their team and when we've talked about it at length and Alex is right about the spot for Portland It's horrible. They've been on the road their third game in four days uh, And just this Portland Trail Blazers, you know there, there's not a good a lot of good things to think about for Northwest sports these days the Seahawks got rid of Russell Wilson uh, Lillard is probably leaving Portland, and that is a downtrodden team right now. Nurkic is on the sideline throwing kids' phones out into the stands. What so that all about? It's, it's, not, it's not a good look for Portland right now. It's an, it's an easy team to play off of. Of course, uh, one of my strongest leans against Portland was, was when they faced the Nets. I believe that was also on Friday, and the Trailblazers right. decided to hang with them for the entirety of that game. Uh, so that was awesome. But hopefully in this one, the last uh, leg of this road trip, I believe, this long road trip, the Pistons can take advantage, and they they have been playing really well. You mentioned how many games they've been covering, Kate, and they've covered ten straight halves in a row. So, only side I could look here tonight is the Pistons.
0: Chris, I hate to remind you of this, but we both played the Lakers' first half on Friday, and they had covered ten straight first halves in a row. So, let's hope that the Portland Trailblazers don't ruin this for you, just like they did against the Nets, and that yes. similar trend with the Lakers. But I agree, this is kind of the only way to play this game with in terms of taking um, the Pistons to cover the spread, whether it's first half or full game. Not much else to say here because the Blazers are just absolutely terrible right now. So uh, Alex is playing the full game, Pistons minus nine, and Chris has taken the first half, Pistons minus five. The Lakers and Cavs, speaking of the Los Angeles Lakers, they're in Cleveland tonight. LeBron's having a little bit of a homecoming, but the Cavs are a a five-and-a-half point favorite here. Total is 227. The Lakers just lost to the Wizards by eight. The Cavs, they've split their last ten games, so things not exactly going great for either team. But I like the Cavs here tonight. I don't really care that it's LeBron James coming back to Cleveland, that whole storyline. I I don't think that matters a whole lot. The Lakers have been absolutely terrible, and they're not covering the spread. They're 3-10 ATS um, over their last 13 games. Their defense ranked 28th in defensive rating. They just allowed the Wizards to score 101 points over those final three quarters. And seven players on the Wizards had double figures in that game. That shouldn't be happening to the Washington Wizards. They're terrible. But yet the Lakers find a way to allow teams to... Not, I shouldn't say hang around. The teams are, are – the Lakers are the ones trying to hang around most of these games. So, I think the Cavs are far better than this Wizards team, and I see no reason why they shouldn't be able to win and cover this spread tonight. Cavs also have the seventh-best opponent field goal percentage, and with the Lakers playing kind of this small ball lineup, they really don't have the shooters in the first place. So then, you know, add in that Cavs defense there, uh, I like to be blind, and so does – um. let me guess. Alex's dog.
1: That was Alex's dog, yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, my dog would sound a little different than that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Alex's dog and I both like Cleveland minus uh, five and a half in this one. Alex, what do you think?
2: You know, this is one of those games where I was really pumped that it came out basically right on my numbers because I had no interest in trying to bet either one of these teams. It's like trying to catch falling water here. It's just, you might grab some every now and then, but it's just a mess. You're going to end up soaking wet. Both of these teams stink. They're just... Again, crawling towards the finish line here. The Lakers are enough games clear, I think, of the 11th spot where they're just going to kind of get into the play and see what happens here. The Cavaliers are fighting, you know, to keep that sixth spot. I I believe there's still one game north of Toronto there. So, you know, it's a better spot overall for the Cavaliers, but I was happy to look at this one quickly go, yeah, that looks about right and and move on with my life.
0: Okay. Chris, any thoughts on your side on um, either the side or the total?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at possibly a, a plan, Darius Garland, and some of his props. He's He's been playing really well for the Cavs. Uh, seven out of the last ten games, he's the leading scorer. And, you know, this Lakers defense is well documented at this point that they're not very good this year. But they're, they've been really, really bad at the guard position on defense. So, I, you know, I think Darius Garland kind of claimed his home court. doesn't matter that LeBron is from Cleveland or anything. You know, uh, maybe the Cavaliers take that a little personally, ex- especially since, you know, in the first game the Lakers won – um, the Lakers shot like 55% from the field or something crazy. Carmelo Anthony had 24 points, a lot of things happened in that game that you cannot count on happening again, especially for this version of the Lakers. And this, this is a really good Cavs defense too. And when the Lakers play teams that can slow them down on offense, not that there's a lot of offense to slow down, but obviously sometimes LeBron has his big games, then they're in real trouble, uh, because complete teams are really, are just really tough for the Lakers to handle. So... I lean towards all your sides here, Kate. I do have a small personal play in the Cavs. I took last night at five. Um, you know, I was starting to go up. It was at six for a while. I don't know why it's coming back down. Maybe that's the LeBron uh, narrative. That it's just these Lakers games too. I I kind of agree with what Alex said because they're they're just easy just to not not to look at anymore, right? Because it's it's so dependent on uh, when LeBron decides to have like this magnanimous game and then, you know, they stick in the game. But mm-hmm. there's there's just, just like no way to predict that. So, um, you know, or or maybe even more unpredictably, Russell Westbrook has a really good game. So, uh, you know, that's just how the Lakers are this year and it's tough. And until Anthony Davis comes back, I don't think there's anything we can, you know, really confidently plan for them. But most of the time I'm going to choose to fade them and I think this is a good spot for the Cavs. They, they still need to do you know, to stay in their spot, and they still should be highly motivated here.
0: I would agree. Last time these two teams played, though, Lakers were eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That was back in October. That just kind of goes to show how bad the Lakers have gotten throughout the course of the season to now be five-and-a-half-point dogs against the same team. So I'm going to play the Cavs tonight, minus five-and-a-half. The Heat and the Sixers tonight in Philly. Heat are a four-point favorite. Total is 215. Sixers are on a back to back. They lost to Toronto last night in Philly. And the Heat come into Philadelphia on a rest advantage. They haven't played since beating the Thunder on Friday. Chris, what do you like in this matchup?
1: Oh, I, I, I love the Heat in this matchup. I've been talking about this since uh, Saturday when I sent out a newsletter. Um, you know, the, this was a really good look ahead spot for me because the Heat are a good team to play on. Uh, even even in tough situations, right? They're, they're just a very formidable team who consistently plays hard, really well coached, and now they have um, a, a pretty supreme situational advantage in this one. Obviously, now we know that Joel Embiid is out, so I um, mean even better for those of you who got a, a better line on this game. Uh, you know, some of us got plus plus money on the Heat last night, which is hard to believe. You would think that sports books would have seen this situation coming, but. Uh, the Philly off that loss to the Raptors last night, a tough team in the Raptors that just keep winning. They play really hard in the front court. You know, that was not an easy game for Joel Embiid. So it's understandable. And I, I thought he might be sitting today. It turns out that he is. And now they have to go up against a well-rested heat team. Uh, three games in four days for the Sixers as well. The heat have been off all weekend. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to be back in this game after rolling his ankle. We know how good their front court defense is. And, you know, James Harden basically is, you know, against a really, really good Heat team and James Harden supporting cast without Embiid. It's, it's not a recipe for success for Philly. We've seen them mail it in in these cases and not show up even at home in these spots. Uh, their defense especially takes a hit in spots like this. So even at four, I mean, I, I would have bet the Heat, even with Embiid, up to probably four and a half and five, just because that's how significant I think this spot Advantage is for the Heat, so there's just no chance that I can't take the Heat at minus four. It got them in much better lines before, but gotta gotta love it when Joel Embiid is announced out after you get a better line. It's just, I mean, he he is one of the best players, obviously, right? in the In the NBA right now, a huge difference maker, especially against a team like the Heat who need to dominate the front court. And Bam Adebayo has had a lot of struggles with him in the past, just because he's such a big body. Uh, so this is that's going to be a significant difference in this game too. Uh, frankly, I mean, Alex, I'd love to hear what you think, too, about this, because I'm surprised that, not, that the line's not even bigger.
2: I think it's the Sixers being at home. I think the line is going to move a little bit now. It looks like j- Jimmy Butler's expected to play, so we've seen it just start to tick out even more here. I think we'll get some money. My guess is this settles around five or six, honestly. I mean, I'm looking at four and a half right now, and it's it's continuing to probably to move out. We'll see. But I think, again, it's maybe just some slow reaction to that. The Sixers do get a ton of respect at home. And, um, you know, j- Joel Embiid is is a is obviously a great player, but again, I wonder if his absence maybe was built in a little bit more here. Just a lot of little things moving Miami's way, but you hit the nail on the head. Awful travel spot for the Sixers. I, I thought about maybe grabbing Miami earlier, but I thought there was a chance maybe Embiid played, and you know I might get a better number on Miami. But at this point, you know things are pretty close to where I have it. Head in the white way, right. I make it Miami minus five, basically, given who's out there tonight. So nice spot for Miami, tough spot for my Sixers, and a good reason for me to go to bed early.
0: What are your thoughts on the total here? Will that start ticking down too? It opened at 216 and a half right now. It's 215, but this Miami defense is the best defensive rating in the league since the all-star break.
2: It's tough. I mean, with him beat off the floor, the Sixers defense is going to be much worse. You know, so Miami should be able to score a lot more conversely on the other end of the floor. The Sixers offense is obviously much better with Joel Embiid on the floor, but there's going to be a little more space. I wonder if Harden is in Max. You're going to try to push the pace here a little bit. Uh, they don't really have a backup center, so I'm not really sure what the lineup's going to look like tonight at all. It's could kind of be messy here, and if things get out of hand, you might end up kind of with an over. Again, lean towards the over. The Sixers with James Harden have been an over team.
0: Okay. Well, Chris is playing the Heat tonight. Minus four. Heat have been covering quite a bit. They've covered in seven of their last eight road games. So things looking good for you tonight, Chris. This is a game that could be a little messy for one team. Celtics and Thunder tonight in Oklahoma City. Celtics are laying 14. Total here is 216. Boston's won all three games of this road trip they're on right now, and they've also won eight of their last nine games overall. Both of these teams on a back-to-back playing yesterday. The Celtics beat the Nuggets, and the Thunder lost to the Magic. Alex, what are you playing in uh, Oklahoma City tonight?
2: If it wasn't for Portland, the Thunder roster would be the worst in the league. Waiting to see if Shea Gildress Alexander will be in or not remains questionable tonight with an ankle. Whether he's in or whether he's out, the Celtics are going to put up a bunch of points on this Thunder team. Everybody they're missing. Boston, the starters, any of the backups that are going to be playing here are just going to continuously score here. Now, they have given up leads a little bit late in some games. The Thunder you know continue to kind of get blown out here and I wonder again if Boston kind of comes in scores a bunch of points but then starts to look ahead to the trip home they've got a home game against Utah on Wednesday that should be pretty big for them and I just think they're gonna put up 120 spot and then kind of you know put things away here so team total at 115 I actually have it at 118 not quite 120 but just looks like a spot where the Celtics are gonna put up a ton of points and I'd rather take that angle versus trying to trust them again in a look-ahead spot home Road game kind of thing with 15 points when I make it, I think 16.
0: Yep. Chris, would you uh, agree that that's probably a smart play versus hoping that the uh, Thunder don't get a backdoor cover of some sort?
1: Yeah, I think the team totals are really a sharp play in this one. I'm also kind of looking towards the game, the full game over uh, as well, uh, mostly because, you know, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, uh, I, I believe they're both out for this game. You know, for my money, probably two of their best defenders, right? Uh, on the uh, in the backcourt, in the front court, kind of both areas. So, if there's a chance for OKC to maybe have a little more success on offense, and if Shea Gilgis Alexander plays tonight, then maybe that pushes the score up even more. Uh, you know, Boston, there is the only thing that kind of tossed me out of this is it is a little bit of a letdown spot. I wouldn't go with the minus 15 in this, um, even though I guess you know, if anyone thought that. Taking minus fifteen is is a good look. You also couldn't argue that because all the Celtics are doing is smashing teams, uh, especially smashing bad teams. So, uh, you know, just no real strong play for me here. But I think the team totals are really a really good look. That's probably the only way you can look at this game.
0: I I did quickly look at the over in this one too because the Celtics have scored one hundred twenty six and one hundred twenty four in their most recent two games. And Oklahoma City, who typically doesn't average more than I think it's a one oh eight. 108 points per game. They've put up at least 115 in four of their last nine games. So some of those games, they are scoring a little bit, but Boston has been uh, putting up some big numbers lately. So I I like Alex's play of the uh, team total, but I also kind of like the over. Not an official play for me, but something I I did peek at. But Alex, the only one with an official play here is Celtics team total over 115. Moving on to some questions. Jake Allen. Jake, thanks for sending this one in. Do the Bulls get it done tonight at home against the Raptors? Will Fred Van Vliet play? Says he's day-to-day. Alex, what do we think about the Bulls tonight?
2: I think it comes down to the Raptors, honestly. You don't know what Fred VanVleet's going to do. You don't really know how to trust this team night tonight. Now, it's a huge rest advantage for Chicago. The Raptors, 3-4, and four, back-to-back, but VanVleet didn't play those games, so if he plays tonight, he kind of has fresh legs. They still miss OG Anobi, who's kind of a really big glue piece for them. Uh, the Chicago Bulls still starting to work Alex Caruso back into the lineup, um, still without Lonzo Ball here tonight. Again, this it looks like a little bit of value to me on the Bulls, but I have had such a hard time figuring out what to do with Raptors games. So uh, for me, it's a Raptors game, and I can't figure those out, so I'll pass.
1: Chris, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm still a little bruised from that Raptors loss against the Lakers a few days ago in overtime. Um, but otherwise, the Raptors have been very impressive. So I, I, I did consider a play on the Raptors, but again, this is it's more about the Bulls story for me and some of the consistency from them what to expect. Um, I, I, I lean to the under as well, because I could see this being more slow paced without Alex Caruso back. We've seen that a little bit from the Bulls, but there there's a little too much uncertainty in this game for me to bet it.
0: I kind of lean to the Raptors. What, this is plus five and a half right now um, for Toronto?
2: Yeah, in that ballpark.
0: Double check. Okay. Yeah, I kind of lean to the Raptors to cover. I think the Bulls will win, but I don't mind the uh, play on the Raptors covering. They've looked, outside of that Lakers game, they've looked fairly impressive lately, a little bit more motivated than some teams at this point, and the Bulls are trying to piece things together and They seem kind of like a team who's just trying to scoot along until this um, regular season's over. I I don't feel like the Bulls really have it all together right now or know what their identity is as they're starting to get some of these players back and healthy. So I might look towards the Raptors to cover tonight.
2: It is Raptors 4, by the way. It's dropped a point and a half since I looked earlier this
1: morning.
0: Okay. So it's moving in Raptors' favor because it opened at 5.5, I believe.
1: Yeah, 5.5 down to
2: 4.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I'll say if if you're a team in the East and you have the Raptors in the playoffs – for me, that's not a comfortable matchup. You no. know, the the Raptors are just—they're tough to figure out. I think for any team, right? They have really elite guards when they're healthy, elite front court when it's healthy. Tough. It's a—it's a tough team to figure out because then that depth isn't there too. It's, you know. But that yeah. said, the Bulls are even tougher to figure out.
0: <laughs> Very true. Uh, thoughts on the Timberwolves and Mavericks tonight?
1: Oof. We'd love to hear Alex's take on this. I'll I'll just I'll just be quick Alex. Um I kind of lean towards the Timberwolves. I mean, I, this is a good spot for the Mavericks, right? A kind of a redemption spot for the Mavericks after dropping a few. Uh if the Mavericks can slow down this game uh and play the type of basketball that the, they want to, methodical, efficient offense and better defense, then this is the Mavericks game to win or lose, but uh, no one's really been stopping the Timberwolves. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just not convinced that anyone can stop their pace. Now Carl Anthony Towns is also questionable for tonight, which is obviously the biggest thing. If he's out, then it's a big time lean to the Mavericks. But this is it's tough to not play in the Timberwolves right now, who are also a team who is who is playing like low key, really good defense. Everybody's focused on their offensive output. Uh, their defensive efficiency ratings are also very high lately. So uh playing a very complete team. I said I'd be quick, Alex. Sorry. What's your thoughts? <laughs> uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of it comes down to Carly Anthony Towns, and
2: I think maybe the more interesting angle is here. It, it's If it's De- Dallas, it's Dallas in the under. If it's Minnesota, it's Minnesota in the over. So maybe grab some Dallas in the under. It's kind of like a fun parlay right now, and if Towns is in, go ahead, grab some Minnesota in the over, and then it'll all be a mess and you won't win anything. But that's uh, <laughs> just honestly how I see it going here. You, you laid it out nicely. If Dallas wins this game, they really do like to slow it down, grind, let Doncic kind of run. Honestly, the old school James Harden offense with a lot of dribbling and everybody kind of watching stuff. And on the other side, Minnesota, they want to push. They want to play the fastest offense they can because that's where their efficiency is. So the more possessions they get, honestly, the more baskets they're going to score. And it's just hard for other teams to keep up. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it.
0: The Wolves right now sit in the sixth spot. So they're out of the play-in right now with Denver losing yesterday. So Minnesota is sixth. Denver is seven. Could manage the Wolves are um, uh, wanting to add to that win column and and stay in that playoff spot rather than the play-in spot. All right, here's our best bets for today. Big slate, but only a few for all of us. I am playing the Cavs, minus five and a half in LeBron's homecoming. And then uh, Chris and Alex both playing on the Pistons tonight as a favorite. And Heat for Chris loves that one. Alex, as always, taking a team total. Celtics team total over 115. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you all for joining us, as always. Feel free to hit that little alert button, like, subscribe, for our YouTube channel, so you always know when we're going live. We would appreciate that. Gentlemen, we will see you back here at some point throughout the week. Alex, see you Wednesday. Chris, see you tomorrow. We'll see everyone else um, tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Have a good night.